All right, welcome back into another episode of the Idea Collision. My name is Andrew Green. Uh, we are exploring ideas and events, things that dovetail with spirituality, but even though at, at the first glance they might not necessarily look like they do. And we are going to be continuing our look at um, recent history, I guess recent being the last 120 years, last week. And if you didn't get a chance to look at that, I would I would encourage you to go back and look at that podcast. It was podcast two, uh, and we're uh, continuing that as a basic theme. Uh, we're looking at, um, well, last week we looked at the how we got, beginning from the silent generation, how we got generation by generation to where we're at in terms of how the various events that these generations went through, how they affected uh, the family and, and have has ended up impacting the, uh, the societal, I, I guess, movements that we've had, various rebellions and, and all sorts of different things that have happened uh, as, as they've, one generation has shaped the next generation uh, and their ideals. Uh, through the through their reactions to their through their experiences, we're going to go start from the same generation, but we are not going to look generation by generation. In other words, uh, because what we're looking at today is philosophical in nature, philosophies take a little bit longer to develop, and they're more fluid. They don't, you know, one generation doesn't have a distinct philosophy necessarily over over the next. Uh, and, and so we're going to back up and look at, strangely enough, we're going to look at artwork, uh, a development in art criticism. You say, what in the world does that have to do with spirituality? Well, strangely enough, it does. In the late 1800s, uh, there was a movement. Now, the late 1800s, as we said, this is the silent generation. These, these are the, the people that will go off to war in World War I. Uh, and, and so many of them were artists and various things like that. And, and what happened on, I guess, college campuses, I assume that's where a lot of movements start. Um, but what happened was they were tired of artwork the way it was. And, and something happens, and this is fine because it's just artwork, uh, and who cares? But until until this point in time, every piece of art that had ever been or virtually every piece of art that had ever been created was what we call realism. Realism just states, you know, here's here's an apple. Okay, I like this apple. I'm going to paint a picture of it, and I want you to like the picture of this apple. Uh, in other cases, realism would tell a story. You know, here's a you know here's a picture of uh, of some traumatic event in history, uh, or here's you know, an expression of this event, and I, and I want you to kind of feel what it's like to be in this event. And that was all art comprised realism, some aspect of realism. And in the late 1800s, someone somewhere decided, you know, um, we don't like this art because art asked one question. What is the painter trying to say to me? And they said, you know, I'm not interested in that anymore. I don't want to be confined by what the painter is trying to say to me. And so they came up with, they said, well, we want something that's not realism. We want something that's a little bit more modern. And so they came up with what's called modern art. They named it modern art. Okay. 
and, and modern art was you know Pablo Picasso and, and various ones like that and, and it asked a different question they said what does this say to me you know what does this mean to me was the question that the modernists act asked and, and, and they, they were no longer interested in what the painter thought it's it's what I feel or what I think and, and so they they interpreted art this way well who cares it's just art no one cares uh, there's no real implications, but the the problem was was that this art criticism didn't stay where it was put. Uh, art criticism uh, became a philosophy, and, and so what happened with this philosophy is that they started to apply this to other areas, uh, whether it be politics. Oh, I air philosophy, morality, spirituality, various things like that. And so so these questions invaded all of these other areas. So, for example, in politics, and again, this is not a, poli a political thing, but, but it impacted. We we hear statements like, you know, we, we used to hear statements like, well, what was the founder's intent? Well, there's no longer a care for the founder's intent. You'll hear phrases like, well... The Constitution is a living, breathing document. And that's supposed to sound profound, but what it says is, what it's really saying is, we don't care what the founders thought. We live now in this modern time, and we're going to make it say what we want it to say. So a judge can just get up there and say, ah, I don't care. We're going to, we're going to reinterpret it to reflect our values. Right? So uh, this affected... Uh, all, all sorts of areas, um, morality, you know. Well, do I really care what God was trying to say to me? I'll, I'll, this is, you'll, you'll hear people say things like, this is my truth, my truth. Well, there's truth or there's not truth, really. And, um, and we give a lot of evidences for that, but but this is really one of the the avenues that was affected by this group of people, and, and so they didn't want they, they were just very modern. So so we said, well, we have to have a modern interpretation of all these things. How how is this making me feel? And uh, and and if I don't like what the realists said, you know, the interpretation of the Constitution, the interpretation of the Bible, the interpretation of anything then I'm just going to, to reinterpret it to match my subjective feelings. And this is uh, one of those things that the, the phrases, and, and anytime something gets rebranded, you should really be cautious of it. Because what it means is an idea is so bad that it didn't catch on, we have to keep giving it new phrases. So so modernism was has been called relativism. It's been called... Um, subjective morality or situation ethics all these all these different people will talk about nuance right or things being non-binary and i know non-binary has one specific application in in our terminology today uh, but it is a form of modernism uh, which just states you know uh, th there's not black and white there's there's a lot of different things that are equally relevant and adequate any number of things and we should take them all as equally valuable 
Uh, we don't like the right and wrong. And, and so in artwork, artwork suffered because of this. Um, artwork said, you know, we're done. We want Pablo Picasso's and all that. Uh, and and so artwork, and probably the last realist painter was someone by the name of Norman Rockwell. I mean, last really influential, famous. And, and if you look at a Norman Rockwell, you can see. Every time you see a Norman Rockwell uh, piece of art, you're, you're going to be having an interpretation. You, you're going to laugh because of something funny that you... Uh, you it resonates with you. Uh, you're going to get frustrated because you see something. You're whatever the the case is. You're going to immediately understand what it was Norman Rockwell was trying to portray, an emotion, an idea, whatever it was. So so those fall by the the wayside in terms of that types of artists. Not that there's never been realist painters since then, but just not really influential popular ones. So so the next thing that happens, oh, a couple generations, probably the late 50s and the 60s, um, again on college campuses, what happened was the next generations of, of people realized that this was hypocritical. A painting or a piece of literature can only have meaning if it was given a meaning. We, we immediately recognized that. Uh, so, so they said, you know, what? Th- that's ridiculous to say, what does it mean to me? And so there was a new movement that, that says, um, we're not going to care about meaning at all. We're gonna, if we don't like it, we're going to throw it out. Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to say that there's no meaning. Uh, we're not going to try to justify not you know not interpreting it the way it was originally we're just going to say we don't care it's it's different and so this became what we call post modernism well again it begins with art if you look at postmodern art andy warhol and and various things like that art what we call abstract art is a different type of a um a different type of postmodernism where it just has no meaning. I'm, I just, I'm going to have fun. And again, in artwork, who cares? This is, this is, it's artwork. I have a daughter who likes art, and um, and and she likes to paint um, abstract art. It's postmodern art that she likes, and it's fun. It's you, you don't have to have what you don't have to have lines. You don't have to have rules. You don't have to have form. You just express all over a canvas, right? And 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 hopefully you you sell paintings that way. Uh, I have two um, two pieces of art behind me. One was I don't know if my wife, the one here on my left, but uh, this picture here is the the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I don't know if she actually did that or found it and framed it. Um, and, and the other one by my oldest son. Uh, and so the one on here is, it's an idea, and I'm not sure if you can catch the idea, uh, but I, I like um, I like things very orderly. I, I, I don't like things out of line. Uh, I'll, I will adjust a centimeter. I just, 
you know, I don't know if I'm really OCD or if I just have pretend OCD, but I like things in straight lines and it really bugs me when they're not. So she got this and, and gave me the option, you know, I can I can have it hung uh, so, so that the leaning tower of Pisa is crooked and that would be the right way because my frame would be right up uh, upside and down what and uh and you know perpendicular uh to the floor or i could have the frame off kilter but at least my leaning tower of pisa would be straight up and down which is the way it should be so uh kind of a difficult choice for me and uh and so that's it's kind of a joke but you, if you if you look at that you you get the joke uh there was an intent the 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 creator of this particular art piece what had an intent in that and i as soon as i opened it uh and i saw and i saw the the way it was hung i got the joke uh now here over here my my oldest son spray painted this piece of artwork and it's kind of probably more modern it kind of looks a little like grass and some sun and starish kind of things going on here but it's you know it's open for interpretation what that is maybe a little abstract i don't know uh, but um, you can see kind of, I guess, how different generations think of things and, and look at things and appreciate things. And as long as it's artwork, it's fine. But unfortunately, the the postmodernism didn't stay here in artwork. It, it, it pushed on into philosophy, and we now live in a postmodern world. Um, I, I saw... I think I, can't, I think it was a popular science or popular mechanics. I can't remember which one uh, uh, article, and, and the, the guy was trying to uh, trying to rationalize two plus two does equal five because you know every every realist says two plus two is four, you know, and 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 this is kind of the the realist motto, you know, is black and white. There's you know, it's yes or no, and 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 we who are realists like that. You know, there's there are different applications of things that apply differently, but the truth is the same truth underneath those different applications. Uh, but there was, but this moved through. Well, I want this to mean something to me, and and then we come to a generation that says, I don't care. I'm not even going to try to rationalize or justify. I'm just going to do what I want to do. If I want your property, I'll take it. I'm not going to try to rationalize it. I'm just going to take it. Um, whatever I'm going to do, I'm just going to do. Uh, we don't care about your rules. And this was the 60s generation that, that where this really made this transition to away from postmodernism, where people tried to rationalize their poor behavior. Now we, we're not even going to try to rationalize it. We're just going to do what we want. And, and, and you realists and and modernists need to shut up. Uh, and so we don't care at all about the Constitution. We don't care about um, the original intent of anything, but we go beyond the modernists in that, in, in that we don't care what they wrote. And, and so this this works into religion, where people say, you know, I, I know God says that. I, I don't. I just don't care. I like this part. This is okay. This is acceptable part of of the Bible or what have you, but but over here, I'm I'm just going to ignore this because it doesn't it, it doesn't seem like something I want to do. And, and so we're we're faced with a crisis now 
of spirituality, uh, and it is something that is impacting the world around us because we're now living in a world where, where everything is questioned. Um, things that we didn't think could be questioned are now being questioned, uh, and and I, I kind of alluded this uh, to this in in the last session where where we we talked about how how people are questioning even basic things like their their gender. Um, things that are a part of your basic identity. Everything is being questioned. Why? It's because of this movement that began, you know, 60, 70 years ago called postmodernism, which is just a, a funny a word in and of itself. Postmodernism uh, is, well, if, if you've, uh, the, the generations before them thought that they had arrived at the final philosophy and so that was modern this is modern this is all there is going to be they did they didn't think about you know what if a new philosophy comes along what are we going to call that uh, and so uh, i guess it's what comes after what is modern so it's postmodern. but there's really no such thing i mean every every generation is a modern generation so so really postmodern doesn't make any sense um but you know there was nothing else to call it so so it's postmodern, and and this too gets rebranded, uh, but we uh, we we have to establish, and, and I'm probably going to do this in the next uh, blog or podcast rather, that uh, that the the idea of truth has to exist, um, and and don't really have time to get into all of that today. But but I want you to kind of as you interact with people. Start from today, wherever you're at, and notice how uh, how these you know you you can you can find is this person a modernist, a realist, or a postmodernist? You and you can you can kind of get the feel of of which one. Do, do they try to have moral behavior, but rationalize away certain? You know, do they rationalize their their modernists? But if they just ignore, then then they're postmodernists. If they just, I'm going to get away with this because I don't care. I'm going to do this because I don't care. That's postmodernism, and that is that is ultimately destructive for any society. When you get a, a group of people that simply don't care about rules, they're going to do what they want. Then you will get a group of people, uh, like anything, our leaders are elected from among the people, and so the leaders will will have this philosophy. Uh, and and so we'll have a society where rules don't make a difference. We'll we'll do what we want, uh, and 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 churches churches will decide, and preachers will decide because because preachers are taken from among the the peer group of the church, and, and so preachers will decide. You know what? Uh, here's this Bible verse, but it's it's inconvenient for me to preach, um, and uh, you know, I, I just don't. I just don't care, and that kind of goes back to that that same idea. You know, this is not a new thing. Uh, Solomon said, you know, one generation arises and departs, and and really nothing ever changes. This is not a new thing. We we've rebranded it, but this this has cycled before. There have been a lot of generations, you know, and you can even go back in the Bible and look at Bible history and see how. Groups of people rationalized things. They were their their era's modernists, and then it moved into a generation where people completely didn't care about rules at all, and the society broke down, 
and, and all sorts of awful things happen. And so when you see awful things happening, just recognize that that is a natural uh, side effect of the, of the postmodernism in which we live in. Now, if you are a person that you want the postmodernism for you, you want, you want the lack of people interfering, you, can't, you do not have the right to tell me what to do. And you'll hear that phrase. That's a postmodern thought. You don't have the right to tell me what to do. Well, postmodernism suffers here because postmodernism, if it's true that I don't have the right to tell you what to do, okay, then it's equally true that you don't have the right to tell me that I don't have the right to tell you what to do. See, my that, that, that cuts both ways. Why do you have the right to tell me what I have the right to do if postmodernism truly exists. It's a self-defeating philosophy. And and that's why uh, societies, you know, really uh, are ruined in, in this, under the influence of postmodernism, not just now, but in, in any era in which it's been tried, because there is no standard by which society will function. There's, because the masses of people will not accept the standard and they they will live um as they want there's a this is how old this is how old this is uh one of the statements in the bible one of the early statements in the bible is that uh this is in the very early in the book of genesis um in the story of the flood and again you might come to this from a perspective of not really believing the bible you might really believe the Bible, and, and, and then you'll recognize this, and, and you'll say, well, that's—but either way, you can, you can see that, that this has existed before in mankind. Uh, I believe the flood story, um, and, uh, and, and here's, the, here's, here's the observation of humanity. He says that everyone did what was right in their own eyes. It was it was completely a postmodern society, and God said we we can't exist. This society cannot cannot exist any longer. Uh, now I, God doesn't destroy every generation that that arises with postmodernism, but the reality is that every generation will destroy itself with postmodernism. We will all suffer the consequences. Our our science will break down. Our understanding of everything will break down. Uh, simply because we refuse to acknowledge facts and and truth, uh, and and once that happens, you know, no no or, no organized structure can be applied to anything. So I want you to go out and and not just observe other people, but observe when you say things, and and notice where those things come from. Notice that that people will say, "I feel." We used to say I think. We say I feel now. What is that? It's it's kind of this it's somewhere between modernism and postmodernism. It's this you know self-centric view of the world. It's it's what I want. And so I'm going to do. I don't care about other things. Notice what you say that. I feel. Well, I feel that th- that's wrong. It, it something is true or not true, and we process these things through observation and through our intellect. 
Uh, and so, so even our very language is showing these kind of the effects of the final stages of, of postmodernism. And where we go from here, I don't know. But it begins with a person saying, you know, this might be an inconvenient for me. But this is reality. And then the more people who accept reality, then we can reverse uh, postmodernism's effect. And, and, and we can see a generation, if we, if we instill truth and reality, uh, then, uh, then we can see a, a generation arise that, that kind of brings us back from, at least from the edge, where I, I think we are right now. So... Uh, Go out there, uh, investigate yourself, notice these trends in others, and, and hopefully make a, make a, a, a change uh, if, if that's what you need to do. Uh, and in the meantime, um, I always ask you know, if you uh, are influenced by this, if this kind of makes you think at all, share it with somebody and subscribe to the podcast or encourage them to subscribe. We are, depending on how you're listening to this or watching it, we, we have both. Uh, you, can, you can catch us at uh, the, the Waukesha Church of Christ YouTube channel. You can, uh, if you're watching this, if you're, um, uh, or I should say if you are watching this, we also have the podcast, and you can, you can look uh, in the links uh, down below the uh, video, and you will uh, the description, you will have a multitude of links that we uh, have available, uh, different types of content. So uh, go out there, have a, a, as good a day as you can.